Listening to Digital Now, an original business and technology podcast by Logic 2020. I'm your host, Matt Treville. Each episode, I'll be interviewing a new expert to learn more about industry trends, fascinating new tech, shifting customer expectations, and the steps every business can take to stay ahead. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have with me a very special guest, the William Jolly. Fun fact. There is a bridge named after him. I just found this out um, in my home country of Australia. Anyway, William is a seasoned program manager with over 20 years experience in technology management, analysis, business operations, and customer service. He is skilled in all aspects of solution delivery and from the development of strategic plans to business process analysis and everything in between. That was a mouthful, William, because you do so much. But anyway, and uh, just another thing for those listening, um, you're probably the most interesting man at Logic 2020, and you seem to be able to talk about any topic that has ever come up to anyone. Is this a special gift you've always had? Uh, I would probably so. Yeah, I've I've been described. Yes, I've been described thusly for quite a while. Yeah. For context, we walked in the office the other day and gave me a, a, an overview of why we have the area codes in our telephone numbers here in the US and why they are so. And it was absolutely fascinating. So I appreciate that, mate. But that's not why we're here today. A little bit of a different topic. We're talking about legacy systems. You ready for this? Sure. All right. So firstly, what is a legacy system? So for most companies, a legacy system is going to be something that they is is going to be an old entrenched application or application set that they have in their company somewhere. And usually it's it in in kind of the defining point is that it's old. So it isn't necessarily that it's um, bad. It's just that it's, you know, generally people when they have legacy, when they refer to legacy systems, um, it has a bit of a negative connotation. Why is that? Why is it like, why does the age determine that sort of negative connotation? Well, it's funny. They're sort of, it. the reason they got to be so old in the first place is because they're providing some of this critical business function. Yeah. Because if it wasn't doing something that the company really needed to do, they would have gotten rid of it and replaced it with something else. So it's, it, it almost, it's not necessarily a badge of honor to be referred to as a legacy system, but it, in some ways it's proven how good the application or the set of function is it, that uh, it is at doing its job, right? Which is kind of a weird compliment. Yeah. And I guess that's part of why it's still being used, right? Or they're still being used. Yeah. yeah. Well, can you tell us um, some engagements, some projects that you've worked on in the past where you've um, updated legacy systems instead of migrating to a new system? Um, yeah, there's a lot of times. And really that, you know, for you can legacy systems, like I said, they've got some of this core functionality that the company is using. And it may be that um, there's newer applications, there's, there's newer systems out there that'll do the same sort of thing. But moving off of it a lot of times is really difficult for the company, partially because they've developed a lot of business processes around the legacy application itself, but also because um, to take the system out of service or to make modifications to it can be pretty costly for the company. So um, there's a lot of, like if it's a core 
accounting platform or if it's a core billing platform or if it's a core you know inventory management platform sometimes it's a lot of times it's a lot easier or it's a lot more straightforward to make changes to the application itself and to make updates and to you know whether you're upgrading the hardware or you're moving it from a particular platform to a different platform um, from an underlying architecture perspective um, that can be done but at the same time you're kind of keeping the core elements of what it does and what it does well intact right yeah and so, so like worked on some oh, systems like that um but then in other cases it's you know like you you kind of hinted at before sometimes it's worth getting off of of the legacy quote-unquote legacy application um to the newer version of the application and in one case i was working with a company um, that had gone around and done some pretty large mergers and had acquired some properties that they'd not had before and they were using um, a network inventory management system which was core to their business uh, for both of these companies and they so when they acquired this new company they were on a different entirely different application and were upgrading to the new application and because of the age of the companies the new application had originally been developed back in the 70s right and so the old application they were moving off of was developed in the 80s but the new one they were moving to was was 10, 15 years older, but because that was but it had gotten updates over the course of time and there were still being changes made to it. It was no longer really kind of the legacy application. It was almost just a uh, point, a term of reference than anything else that they were when they were referring to these two applications. So in this case, they went back in time. <laughs> Like I said, it was originally developed in the 70s, but it had still been getting updates every, you know, three yeah. to six months. There, it was still supported by the vendor. It had moved from, you know, true old, you know, heavy iron data center um, hardware to, you know, modern to to much more modern hardware. That was having to go back and emulate the old operating style and the old operating system of the new platform so it was uh or sorry of the of the new slash old platform yeah yeah new slash old you gotta put that slash in there <laughs> yeah. yeah so so it's always it's not always the best idea to just automatically upgrade and and, and try a new flashier system right but when yeah. when do you decide that it is actually time to to do that like what are, what's some things that are some key indicators that, it, that it's time yeah, so it's one of those where you kind of, you, you know, it, it really comes down to a cost benefit um, question that you're going to go through. And one of the biggest costs to support some of these things is what are the maintenance costs? What are the support costs? And in some cases, it's the maintenance costs and support costs are very directly visible from like if we're if we're running on this older hardware in in the case of this one application I was just referring to that in order to get anybody to work on the new system the newer system um, to do the migration we had to hire people that had previously been retired to come oh, and wow. work on it because they were really the only ones that had enough knowledge about the inner workings of the system and these were folks that i mean honestly they they were retired retired they weren't just you know for a golf course somewhere yeah they were like spending time with the grandkids and and you know um, and they would come back in and they provided the, you know, the knowledge that we needed with with some other folks doing the core inventory um, upgrades. And they knew how the system worked. They knew the quirks about it and they were able to bring it um, into the to this new operating environment. And um, 
yeah, that was that was one of those one of those questions that in order to keep doing that support, these guys, these folks would eventually age out of the marketplace um, at a minimum. And, you know, and so it was it that was one of the things that you really look at, you know, is the application able to scale with your business? Are you able to, you know, are there certain things that the company can't certain markets the company can't get into because you've got limitations from the old platform, right? So in some cases, if you're looking to build a new, you know, product model, or if you're looking to develop a new um, way of, you know, an entirely new line of business, and the older application isn't able to do that, that's when it kind of becomes, you know, a legacy application. In some cases, it may just be a decision that someone has said, you know, it's time for us to move um, from one platform to another, uh, you know, for for different reasons. And and at that point, like I said, it, you know, that the application may still be current and and currently supported and, you know, but uh, if they've just decided now it's time to move. So it's, you know, if you think about the tools that Microsoft has had for years for development as you've gone from the, um, you know, original Visual Studio up to now what's in um, the Azure DevOps and the cycle that that's gone through for development tools. At some point, those were all cutting edge tools and at some point they became legacy, quote unquote, legacy applications from a development perspective. And you need to manage that process as you go through. And, um, you know, no one's one running or hopefully there are very few people running Windows 95 anymore. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, right? Is there, and this is just a sort of a random question here, but is there like a date in time or a timestamp where you would see that it's very few people have legacy systems if the company started at that date? No. Because I actually worked at a, com a different company, again, like you said, I've done this one or two times, where we were moving <laughs> off of what they were calling a legacy application. And six months later, I was working on a different contract, moving some some a different company to the exact same platform. Okay. Right? So in both cases, they were moving from, from what they called the old legacy billing system to the new billing system. And went to go work at someplace else, and then and the current the new billing system we were moving to is what we had just you know what previously just moved off of, and so I actually got a lot of I do a lot more about it because of that. And it was actually really helpful because um, I <laughs> yeah. had that level of experience. Yeah, for sure. So okay, what are the um, the risks associated with keeping a legacy system? Um, I think some of them we've already talked about, right? So it's it's the you're you know if you've got a legacy true legacy application, you're not able to move into new business markets, right? You're not able to take advantage of things your customers are asking for. You're not able to, and whether that's your external customers or your internal customers, if you're not able to support, you know, some level of reporting that they need because your legacy system is is for whatever reason, whether it's the development cycle takes too much time, whether you're beholding to vendors for developing certain p components that your um, uh, that your customers need, that sort of thing, those are just not available to you. Those are big, you know, those are big things that you need to be aware of when it's time to move off of. Um, you know, in some cases I've seen companies where they almost, you almost get the feeling that they, um, because it's been six or seven years and it's a matter of they kind of uh, there's a lot of things that accrete to the outside of these applications and they're looking to move to the new version. Uh, they're looking to move to a new platform so they can get rid of a lot of 
other things, that's not always the best reason, but it still is a valid reason that companies um, can come in and say, look, it's time for us to move off of this. We've got too many other clunky things attached to the outside of it. And we can either move to a new application which has all of that integrated as a good suite of products, right? Which is a good, which is in fact a good reason to move to, you know, move off of a legacy application. If you've got 15 different sub applications that are all kind of creaky and clunky and, and tying into the main one. Um, and you could just have one big new shiny box that has all of these things integrated. That's a that's a not a bad reason to move off yeah. of a legacy application. But it really comes, you know, it's um, you really have to look at what the overall company value is, yeah. right? And so if there's, um, like I said, if you're not able to find support personnel to run your old legacy application, if you can't find, um, re if you can't find physical hardware to support it, in some cases, you know, there are times where you've got hardware that people come in and they have to go buy it on the gray market because it's no longer, um, those parts aren't made by the manufacturer anymore. And this is a part dependent kind of application. Um, there are, you know, it's, it's worked on a voicemail platform that was like that where they, in order to keep the core vo voicemail platform working together, they had to cannibalize parts from other parts of the organization, from other offices that the organization had. Um, and they moved the satellite offices to different voicemail platforms, but they kept the main office on this old um, voicemail platform for various different internal political reasons, which we won't get into. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, and that was one of those things where um, they did it and they ended up having, you know, by the time they had consolidated all these down, they still had it and they still had parts that worked. But at some point, you know, all technologies, you know, will fail. Okay. Righto. So last question here. Um, if you had one final piece of advice um, to have for companies who are still working off a legacy system, what would it be? Um, that they need to figure out if their business is being constrained by the legacy application and that if it is they need to make sure that if they do if they decide to do the migration they don't migrate those constraints as well right uh, so okay. what i mean by that is there's a lot of i've, I've seen instances where you base where based on the legacy application, there were certain business model constraints. And so they, they the company had really leveraged, they'd maximized what this um, legacy application could do. But then when they moved to the new application, they ported over all of those business processes that were based on that relatively constrained model and into the new application. And in fact, did not take advantage of any of the really good, interesting business value features that were there. So like, if they were only to have only able to have one or two customer types, they could only have an individual account or they could only have a business account in the old legacy system because that's all it was configured for. By the time they moved it into the new system, they had not redefined what they thought an account structure should look like. Yeah. And so they ported that over and it's like, well, now I can you can do these other 50 things, but you're not, you know, with, with your account structures. Well, it's like, oh, it's not what we do. Like, okay, I understand that's not what you do, but you need to make a plan. That's a great thing. That's part of the reason you move to the new cool thing. Let's figure out a plan so we can take advantage of those new cool opportunities. Yeah, because that can be such a big value to the business moving forward. I mean, yeah. that's why they're migrating in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. So 
Um, interesting. All right, mate. Well, that's time. Um, time flies when we chat, I've noticed. <laughs> you know, you're just a good man to talk to. So I appreciate you coming today. appreciate you being on the show. And um, I'll see you at work. Yeah, glad to, glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, see you, mate. Bye. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Logic 2020's podcast, Digital Now. To learn more, visit our website at logic2020.com or follow us on social media. See you next time.